0: Are you ready? It's Saturday morning at Yahoo Sports Radio. Welcome to the Charlie Epps Golf Hour featuring Bill Harmon and Empowered powered by, by Insperity. Insperity. inspiring small business performance. The golf doctor Charlie Epps is in. The man who coaches PGA stud, Angel Cabrera. Follow the golf doctor on Twitter at the golf underscore doctor. Doctor, the golf doctor is in on Yahoo Sports Radio right now with Charlie Epps. Here's your host, from the quick and run studios of Yahoo Sports Radio, it's our very own scratch golfer, sort of. Hey, I should have stayed home and played with myself. John Granado.
1: Good morning, everybody. My name is Charlie Epps, and I am substituting for John Granado, who's in Colorado, getting out of the heat of Houston, Texas, playing golf. So we're in studio on the Yahoo Sports Radio Network, 1560 The Game, and we are with Bill Harmon this morning. Good morning, Charlie. How are you doing? Bill, I'm doing very, very well. The, it's midsummer. The PGA is a little early this year, but we've got a couple of majors going on in the world. The ladies, RICON British Open? RICO. RICO. Now, why isn't that the Open?
2: Well, we'd have to get Bruce on, Bruce Davidson on for us, They call it the British Open.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. A young lady shot 63. Everybody's 62. 62 in majors. What's yes, going on? I don't know, and it's 63
2: yesterday at the PGA at uh, Balthastrol.
1: How about 58?
2: These guys are good, and these girls are good, Charlie. Well, web.com. The, the state of the
1: game is uh, unbelievable these days. 5262 I mean they get hot and there there's just no stopping them. But we're going to talk a lot about the PGA8, the fourth major of the year. It's put on by the PGA of America, which is a different organization than the PGA Tour. The PGA mm-hmm. Tour takes care of the tour, the tournaments. It takes care of all of the tournament players. The PGA of America is an association that I belong to that has 28,000 members all over the world that teach play and promote the game of golf men and women working hard and the pga of america is owned by the pga and uh, we'll talk a little more about that we have a guest at the bottom of the hour the vice president of the pga who is a club professional himself but he volunteers his time and he does a lot and we're going to talk a little more in depth about what the pga of america is all about uh, but right now, Bill, first, let, let's uh, bring us up to date with the PGA, which is being held in Baltus Raw in New Jersey. Well, we've got Jimmy Walker and Robert Streb atop the
2: leaderboard. Robert Streb became, I believe, the 30th player in the history of the game to shoot 63 in a major. Uh, that 62 is the magic number for the men. Uh, we have... Uh, how would you pronounce uh, Mr. Griot's name properly? Grijo. Grijo. He's right there, two back, but lurking. Lurking. Jason Day is two back, and Henrik Stenson, Martin Keimer, four back. So we've got a very, very interesting leaderboard uh, at the PGA, kind of a mixture of uh, good players and great players. So... I think we're in for an exciting weekend. Uh the course seems to be set up for a lot of birdies. Scores are very low and I think that we should have a heck of a
1: weekend. Now for a TTR. major of the four majors, Augusta that has a as has its way to prepare the golf course. Mm-hmm. Fast greens, you know, not much rough, you know, ball striking. Then you go to the US Open which uh, your brother dick always used to say you know the usga sets sets the course up like if baseball if the in the in the world series they'd put rocks in the in the infield infield just yeah. to make it trickier yeah you know the tricked up golf course mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: british open we saw just an incredible display of golf with with uh, phil mickelson and henrik stenson and two guys really separated themselves from the field with low scores, but in hard conditions. Exactly. And then the PGA,
2: uh, of all the majors, along with the Open Championship, uh, they let the players play. Uh, The rough is not that penal. Uh, Scores are usually very low. Um, I'd like to see it somewhere between the PGA and the Open, as far as the rough goes myself, just as a fan. Uh, I don't like seeing 20 under winning major championships. I don't know why. I mean, I can't really defend that position. But uh, it just seemed interesting to me. A guy could hit it in the rough. Uh, Yesterday I saw Jason Day hit it in the rough on the last hole and take a three-wood out and hit it 260 yards uphill to the green. That seems kind of awkward to me in a a major championship. But having said that, you look at the leaderboard, it's filled with great players. So uh, they have their own style, their own way. Kerry Haig is a very well-respected gentleman who sets up the
1: golf course for the PGA uh, they let the
2: players play. It's, it's well, so at the line.
1: bottom of the hour, you'll be able to ask Paul some more questions about the, the setup of the golf course. Um, but going back over to uh, to England, and it's not on the traditional Lynx golf course. This is more like a a, a Parkland, Parkland golf yes, course. Yes, yes. And, and the young lady really produced a, a low score of 62. And the number one lady player in the world, Lilia Cole, is way back. What's going on there? You know, it's funny how golf is. You know, she was cruising along
2: with a three-shot lead there at the Ladies' Open in Northern California, going to the eighth hole of the last round. And everybody, myself included, figured this was over because she hardly ever missed a shot. And she completely lost her long game. And uh, she hasn't really recaptured it, it seems like. Uh, But, you know, I think, Charlie, with the great players – When they're on, they make the game look easy, and you and I both know it's not easy. And she's just going through a a little bit of a slump. Jordan Spieth went through a little bit of a slump. We're all wondering what's wrong with Jordan, what's wrong with Jordan. Uh, I think of all the players in professional golf, Lydia Coe would be the least of my worries. She has a uh, uh, way about her that is so calm, so measured. Uh, uh, She doesn't seem to be hitting it very good, but that happens in golf. Golf's not an easy game. So from
1: week to week, month to month, you just never know. I hate to report this, but I've lost my long game, too. Yeah. My, my, I my, hit, my I, problem is my short game and my long game are the same now. <laughs> I hit a shot yesterday that I didn't know existed. I was playing with my good friends out at Hearthstone, and um, I was really trying. You know, you don't want to embarrass yourself, uh, but, but I did. <laughs> it's, <called laughs> it was, it's, it's a lot of fun, but... Having said that, uh, we're going to spend uh, the next few minutes talking about the four majors, what's been the, the high point, what's been the low point, what's been the best shot, what's been the worst shot. I'm going to quiz our good friend Bill Harmon, who, who really is spending a lot of time watching a lot of golf here lately. So uh, uh, you know it all, don't you, Bill?
2: I know very little, but I'm going to convince you that I know it all, Charlie. That's the key. That's the key is for you to think that I know something about it.
1: But we're live from Houston, Texas. Uh, our show is brought to you by our good friends Insperity, who inspire business performance, and they sponsor Jimmy Walker. Talk about Jimmy Walker a bit.
2: He's had a real off year. Yes, He came off a couple of years where he won about five times. Has played very poorly, really, for uh, someone of his stature. And here all of a sudden we find him leading the PGA championship at nine under. It's a beautiful swing. When you look at his swing, you wonder, you wonder how he could get that far off. But once again, it's back to how difficult golf is, Charlie. Uh, uh, you know, it's a putt here, a putt there. You know, Roy McElroy's actually been hitting the ball pretty good, and he's missing he's missed a cut in the US Open and the PGA Championship, actually hitting the ball good. Is he washed up? Rory?
0: <laughs> I don't think so.
2: But he doesn't look like the same player that he he was. He looks like he's uh, uh not enjoying golf as much, but when you putt bad no tour pro enjoys golf. So, but it is unusual for a guy of his age to start putting this poorly. Don't you think, Charlie?
1: Well, he's he's already tried left-hand low, he's experimenting, he's searching. Uh, he spent a, a lot of time on the, the practice screen the other day trying to find it, and, and he'll find it. Uh, he'll probably find it right at the Ryder Cup, you know. Oh, yeah. Well, they all do. All
2: the Europeans become <laughs> the best putters in the world in the Ryder Cup.
1: Okay, this is the Charlie Epps Golf Hour brought to you by Inspirity, a company that will inspire business performance. Go online, check them out. If you want help with your small business, I guarantee you, you will never regret when you talk to the experts at insperity.com. This is the Charlie Epps Golf Hour. We're going to break right now, and uh, we're going to be right back talking golf with Bill Harmon. And uh, stay tuned.
0: to the Charlie Epps Golf Hour featuring Bill Harmon on Yahoo Sports Radio and YahooSportsRadio.com. Powered by Insperity. Insperity, inspiring small business performance. Once again with the Golf Doctor, here's your host, John Granato.
1: Welcome back, everybody. I am not John Granato. I am Charlie Epps. John is playing golf in Colorado with his rich friends, as he calls it, but he'll be back next week. So we're in studio with Bill Harmon talking about the PGA and the PGA of America. Uh, This segment is brought to you by the Puerto Vallarta Pro-Am, which is contested every year, the 5th through the 12th of December in beautiful Puerto Vallarta on three beautiful golf courses, one designed by Nicholas, one designed by Tom Weiskopf. They're up in the mountains overlooking the Bay of Puerto Vallarta. And then the famous marina course, ...which is 6,100 yards of very difficult golf. But it's a lot of fun. And then we stay at the beautiful Casa Magna Marriott... ...which is right there on the bay. Beautiful, beautiful hotel. Beautiful people that work at Casa Magna Marriott. They're going to make your stay very, very enjoyable. (laughs) And that's what you need. A nice vacation after working all year long. So go on to portavallartaproam.com. Get all the information... And I will buy, personally, I will buy you first margarita when you arrive in Mexico. So come and join me. Billy sitting and his wife Jackie have been doing this for 27 years, Bill. Wow. Well, that's and, a long uh, time. Isn't and, it? and we have a scholarship fund that we raise money for, for kids. So, anyways, it's a great event, and we'll keep talking about it. More and more on our golf show. So we're going to get back to Bill Harmon. We're going to ask him a few questions about the the PGA of America and, and what's going on. And, and first, we got to touch um, two two missed cuts in a row at majors by one of the big three, Rory.
2: Very interesting, Charlie. I think um, you know when you watch him hit it, he's still hitting a lot of good shots. He drives the ball beautifully. It's kind of unusual for a a uh, guy of his age to be in a, a, a tricky, prolonged putting slump. I don't think his long game is the problem. It's his putting. But I also think one of the things that I've observed is, uh, you know, Jason Day talks quite a bit about the influence that Tiger Woods has had on him here in the last couple of years. And every time Jason plays with either Jordan Spieth or Rory McElroy, he waxes him pretty good. And as I recall in in Tiger's heyday, you know, Phil and Ernie and guys like that were his rivals. When he played with them, he put a beat down on them. It was almost like he wanted them to know, I'm better than you.
1: You got no chance.
2: And Jason Day has done that with these two players. So I, I don't know if it's an influence of Tiger talking to him about the importance of making sure that your rivals know that you're better uh, but Jason Day really has established himself, I think, as the best player in the world. But I think there's a very interesting guy on the leaderboard here that a lot of our uh, listeners might not know a lot about. The young man from Argentina, who they also say comes from that class of uh, the same age group as George uh, Speed, Speed Justin Thomas, and all uh, all these young players. Charlie, you have great ties in Argentina. You grew up there. You know this young man very well. Uh, I noticed yesterday watching him, and I said this to you before we went on the show, uh, he didn't seem to look afraid. He looked like, uh, I'm right where I belong. This is where I should be. Uh, Give us some insight on this young man because he's uh, kind of broken on the scene. He's won a tournament already. Uh, been kind of inconsistent, but when he gets in there,
1: he seems to stick his nose in and, and get the job done. He comes from a northern city of Argentina that also has produced Fabian Gomez. And in this little club, Fabian, who was a caddy, uh, Emiliano is not a caddy, but he, he grew up there, and they've had three tour, a tour victories. And it's it's all about they want it so badly. And Emiliano was lucky. He got involved in the Argentine Junior Golf Program, which is really good. They compete nationally, and he kept making the national teams, and then he had the good fortune. He got a scholarship uh, for high school in Tampa at the the Golf Academy over there with David Ledbetter, although he never spent any time with David Ledbetter, but he did get his training there, so Mm -hmm. he has a good foundation, and then he played a lot of AJGA tournaments with Jordan Spieth in the gang. And to this day, Jordan's one of the guys who will stop and watch Emiliano hit hit the ball. He's got a great sense of, of, of feel. <coughs> His grip is, is a hair strong, but he's probably the best driver of the golf ball of, of that era. I mean, he's not going to miss too many drives. And he, last year, he won the first tournament in Silverado up in Napa. Um, in a playoff, and he won at uh, Web.com um, level, and then he he also won in Europe, and he played in Europe. And I wanted him go to go to the United States and go to college. Co- Coach uh, Fields from Texas really wanted mm-hmm. him at at his university, and he would have been there with Jordan Spieth. Wow. So, anyways, he he's a, he's, he's he knows what he wants. He has a great caddy. His caddy is also from Argentina, educated, in he went to Jacksonville uh, University in Alabama. So they've got a good team going, and and I'm very happy for him. Talk to us a little bit, Charlie, about, you know, you've
2: been very successful with Anjo Cabrera, two major champions. It seems like some of these kids that, uh, for no other better way to put it, grew up with nothing. Yes. Are a little hungrier. Yes, And pressure doesn't seem to affect them in the way that it affects some other players because they never had opportunity. Right. All they ever wanted was an opportunity to succeed or fail. Mm -hmm. And so when they get in there, they don't seem to uh, feel the same pressure, let's say, of a kid maybe that grew up at a country club and this and that. They're used to failing. They're used to grinding, used to working hard for the next meal. Would it surprise you at all if he's right there on the back nine this on Sunday?
1: No, not at all, not at all. And he's come. You, you you say he's he's been inconsistent this year. He has he's had some some rounds on Sunday that that haven't gone his way, but he's been there a lot this year. Yeah. So he he's trending, and and he he could get the job done just like our good friend Johnny Vegas. Uh, who won last yes. week yep. in Canada? Although you know he he finished early and got 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 his score on the board, Johnny the week before had sh- opened with sixty two, and and didn't win. So these the the Latin kids that I you know that you're referring to that that um, grew up in poverty that grew up you know th- they want it. You know they 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 know that the only way that they they're, they're going to get the 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 Mercedes or the you know is come and earn it, and they have no fear.
2: Yeah, that's what I you know that's what I said to you at the uh, before the show started. When I watched him yesterday, he he was walking around like this is right where I'm supposed to be. Yeah. I'm supposed to be leading the yeah. PGA. That's yeah. what I'm going to do. Yeah. So I, I find him to be the one that I'm going to really be intrigued watching this weekend. Obviously, we've got a lot of great players up there. But he's just the type of kid, I think, that might stick his nose in there and do something today. Well,
1: as they said this, this week, the, the the majors, number one, is all about driving the golf ball to get it in the fairway. And, and he is a great driver of the golf ball. And he's going to do a wonderful job. So we're going to be joined at the bottom of the hour, by Paul Levy, the vice president of the PGA of America, to talk further more about the PGA
0: and what it, it does for golf. You're listening to the Charlie Epps Golf Hour, featuring Bill Harmon, on Yahoo Sports Radio and YahooSportsRadio.com. Powered by Inspirity. Inspirity, inspiring small business performance. Once again, with the Golf Doctor, here's your host, John Granato.
1: Welcome back, everybody, to the Charlie Epps Golf Hour, brought to you by Insperity. We're live in Houston, Texas, in the studios of Gow Communications. We have Bill Harmon to my left. It's the 100th year, 100th anniversary of the PGA of America. It's the largest sports organization in the world. 28,000 members, men and women, promoting the game of golf all over the globe. And we are fortunate this morning to have a friend of ours who has dedicated his life to being involved with the PGA of America. He used to live here in uh, Houston, went to California for the riches, but he also was an LSU graduate. He's been around, hasn't he? He's been around. But Paul Levy, the vice president of the PGA of America, welcome to our show with Me, myself, and Bill.
3: Hey, good morning everyone. How is everyone doing? And Bill, good to good to be on the phone with you, my friend.
1: Well, you know, the one thing that
2: Charlie didn't say, Paul, is that you're also my boss.
3: (laughs) Well, not really. You know, I I always I always have been told whenever you gotta pull rank, you screwed up.
2: (laughs) <laughs> that's a good line. Billy,
3: you, let's, let's, let's be true. The, the boss you have to report to is Robin. Now, the, you're, right, you're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> we
1: all we all do that just like you do to Heidi. So uh, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. Well, I, we we probably all definitely married way over our heads. That's the way it goes. We got lucky.
1: Paul, you're right there
2: at the PGA at Rol, uh vice president of the PGA. Uh, give us uh, your your thoughts on how the tournament is going from uh, the, the PGA standpoint?
3: Well, you know, it, it's been a really great week. I mean, if you look at the leaderboard, uh, obviously, H.C. and Rory missed the cut, but overall, uh, you know, pretty exciting time. Uh, you know, we caught a little rain, which I think definitely lowered the scores, and as you know, this is a big hitter's golf course, but uh, softened the greens up. Uh, I'm kind of surprised to see nine under leading, but the rain yesterday morning, we lost about 45 minutes of play, uh, and then the two inches of rain earlier in the week, I think, have made a difference. Um, you know, been a little warm and muggy, but I think today you're going to see. Uh, you're going to, I think, I think scores are going to be good again. I mean, the weather's beautiful. It's warm. It's hot, and uh, you know, everything at this golf course, as you know, is exceptional. You know, one, one thing I will say that was interesting yesterday, my. And, Billy, you met Smiley when he's come out and saved yes, us. Yes,
2: Smiley Kaufman, you bet.
3: Yeah, Smiley was in the last group. And he was the last uh, last one to hold out, and he bogeyed nine to miss the cut. And if he if he pars nine, not only did he make the cut, but we go from like 89 to 70 players because the cut was low 70 in ties. So... Uh, we probably our, our rules officials will have another hour and a half on the golf course but it's, it's a great deal with
1: uh, that many making the you know making the cut. Well, Bill, I mean uh Paul, excuse me. Four majors PGA of America runs the PGA Championship which is being contested this week. There's a little confusion out there sometimes about w- what it is, you know. They call it the fourth major. I, I call it a a great major and we have uh some club professionals playing in the event. You've got 97 of the top 100 players, and then you've you know we let our professionals... T- let's talk a little about that.
3: Oh, you bet. You know, it's interesting. I was having lunch with Reese Jones yesterday, and with Tom Addis, who's a past president of our association, and actually our executive director of the Southern California PGA, you know, one of the 41 sections, like Southern Texas section I was in for years. And We've had a lot of discussions because, as you know, this year we had to move the PGA championship up two weeks because of the Olympics. So we, for the first time in, I think, like 40 years, we had a date in July or a date not in the second week of August for the championship. And we've had a lot of discussions since our Pete, uh, Pete Bavak, our CEO, came on board about, you know, people refer to the fourth major as in fourth in chronological order. You have the Masters in April. U.S. Open in June, the Open in July, the EGA in August. And a lot of people, from a semantics point of view, say we're the fourth major. And some people might say, well, that means we're the fourth in stature. And and I think if you look at the quality of the field, this year we had 97 of 100. Last year we had 100 of 100. And if you look at the TV ratings, we've beat the U.S. Open the last few years in TV ratings. So I think that the tournament, like you said, Charlie, is – just as good as any of the other majors. Obviously, the Masters gets a little better ratings. And If you ask people from all over the world, they have different opinions. But we're kind of prejudiced with the PGA Championship. And the thing that is unique, people don't always focus on, it's the only major that has a complete 100% professional field, which includes 20 of our club professionals, as you know, Charlie. Yes. And that, that's something special and something that we protect you know, now and then, for example, I did a radio call in with Hank Haney earlier in the week, and Hank asked, you know, gee, why, why does the PGA still have the 20 club professionals? And I said, well, let's not forget a couple things. One, in 1916, the PGA of America was formed and created by club professionals, of which many of those professionals, until even the 40s or 50s, you were a combination just like your dad, Billy.
0: That's right.
3: professional, club mm-hmm. professional. You bet. And that's who we are. It gets back to our origin. It gets back to our core. We also think it's really important, you know, not just because it's our championship, but to give those 20 players a chance to showcase what they do, because the PG of America is about the 28,000 men and women, the professionals around the country who are growing the game, many of which, if it wasn't for a particular professional, a lot of those tour professionals wouldn't be in the position they are today. They're the people who helped nurture them, people who helped, Give them the instruction, motivate them, become their best friends. So I think that relationship is one that for our golfing fans out there in the public understand that it's not just the fact that our 20 players maybe aren't going to every year 10 of them make the cut. although last year we had Brian Gaffrey make the cut this year, we had a couple very close. but it's really a statement about who the PGA professional is and the overall fact that a lot of our professionals aren't just people who run golf tournaments and make sure you have a great time who run a golf shop, the most important two things that our PGA members do is they play the game at a high level, and they're great teachers, just like you and Billy.
1: Well, I, I agree with 100% about that, and, and I was able to play in a couple PGA championships, and it's time that, you know, I'll never forget, and and I think it does help promote the game at the clubs where these pros come from, and so on and so forth. But now here's the next next topic, Paul, and, and a lot of people don't realize this, but the Ryder Cup is a property of the PGA of America. That's correct. And we run that quite successfully, I would say.
3: There's no doubt. And, you know, the Ryder Cup this year, uh, it will be coming up at Hazeltine in September. We, we kind of took a new route, and, and I was just sharing this story uh, with one of the fellows here. Uh, Billy, I don't know, you remember when Jack came out? to finish up kind of, and he really changed a lot of the holes on the pool. I floor do remember that, yes, yes, I do. <clears throat> and and so Jack is very good friends with Bill Bone, the gentleman that oh Billy and I really work for, let's be honest. Right, That's Bill? That's correct, yes. Okay. All right, I'm...
1: I'm going to ask you to hold that thought, if you can stay, because we're going to break here in about 30 seconds. But we're, got we're talking right now with the vice president of the PGA of America, Paul Levy, who represents 27,000 golf pros all over the country. And we're talking about the PGA Championship. But in the next segment, he's going to give us a little more insight into the Ryder Cup, which is owned by the PGA and controlled by the PGA. It's a joint venture between the PGA of America and also the European Tour. So we're going to be right back. We're talking uh, to to you live from uh, Houston, Texas, in uh, Yahoo Sports Radio Network, the Charlie Epps Golf Hour. I'm Charlie Epps, substituting for John Granato, who is playing golf in beautiful Colorado so you all stay right back in the next few minutes we'll talk about the Ryder Cup with Paul. Stay tuned everybody.
0: You're listening to the Charlie Epps Golf Hour featuring Bill Harmon on Yahoo Sports Radio and YahooSportsRadio.com powered by Insparity. Insperity inspiring small business performance. Once again with the golf doctor here's your host John Granado. Okay we're Back with from the longest
1: break in the history of radio. I'm sorry, Paul, but we have to pay a few bills. But, Paul, we're talking about the Ryder Cup. You're the vice president of the PGA, which is owns the Ryder Cup. Tell us a little about that. This is the hundredth anniversary. You know, give us a little history where we are with that.
3: Well, you know, our record the last twenty years hadn't been the greatest, as you know, Charlie and Bill. We've lost eight of the last ten, and. You know, one of the most exciting things I got to be a part of in my four years as an officer is, is the Ryder Cup, and and I, you know, going to Glen Eagles, uh, being on the plane on the way over and the excitement, probably one of the, the lowest feelings I've had in my life was that plane ride on the way back after we lost at Glen Eagles, and obviously there was a lot of commotion and a lot of the emotion at the end of that Ryder Cup, so... Pete Bavakwa, our CEO and the officers were on the plane on the way back said, you know, hey, we've we've got to do something. What can we do that if we continue to see our Americans not perform to the level of victory, even though they're playing their hearts out sometime, and as you know, Bill, it's about like the President's Cup who makes the putts, what can we do to give them a better chance and support our team better? So that was the idea of the task force, which was blasted by some people and as I was sharing, Jack Nicholas was at Toscana, and I'm in the back of the room with four of Warner, my members, and he somehow brings up the task force, and what a silly idea it was. And I was crawling to find a table to hide under that day. And, <laughs> I, mean, I remember you know, that. <laughs> yeah, Billy, I swear to God, I'm going, okay, that makes me feel really good. You know, you know my members are kind of like, hey, you're on this task force. That's very cool. And <laughs> the best Greatest golfer of all time, just blasted at the (laughs) stupidest thing he's ever seen. Long story short, Biz, you come full circle today, and I've got to know Davis, obviously, we saw him this week. uh, He received the Golden Tee Award from the Met Golf Riders uh, Tuesday night, went to their dinner, and the players are really engaged and focused more, I think, than they ever have been. And what the the task force did allow, it allowed for a way to kind of recharge and to get everyone committed. Like one of the things – Over the years, with the different PGA presidents and the different captains, the rules were different as to who would be invited to be in the locker room, who would be invited to be part of the party. One thing we've done, we've invited every past captain, PGA's expense, pay for you to come to the Ryder Cup, be part of the official party in the locker room, motivate. And what we really wanted to do is call on these past captains, call on these great champions to be there with our younger players and really kind of just give them an idea of what it was like what it takes to win, and just to give them their point of view. So besides that, many other things. We changed the format of the selection process. As you know, the, uh, the cutoff for the first eight players will be coming up at the end of the month, Sunday, August 28th, uh, following the conclusion of the Barclays, and then Davis will have three of his four captain picks at the conclusion of the BMW, which is on September 11th, and then even the fourth pick Will take place after the Tour Championship, literally that Sunday of Ryder Cup week, and that probably came up from the Billy Horschel situation, where he was playing so great at the end of the season, didn't make the Ryder Cup. So we've done a few things there, hopefully. And most of this was really at the request of the committee. And remember, the the task force or committee was Tiger Woods, Phil Mickelson, Steve Stricker, Raymond Floyd, Tom Lehman. Um, I know I'm forgetting someone, but at the end of the day. We, for the first time, gave the players a lot more control over who the next captain in the Ryder Cup is and a lot more say-so, and that's given them ownership. And I think in the long run, that's going to pan out to be a great decision.
2: Paul, from your perspective, uh, how has it been with Tiger? Do you find that he's very engaged in this process? Because I thought it was very interesting that it sounded like he volunteered to be a captain to Davis Love, and I thought it was quite interesting that he really wanted to be a part of this.
3: You know, Billy, that's a great question. Not only was he engaged in that part of it, but during the task force, I can tell you, he was animated, vocal, and passionate. And I'll never forget him making the statement that, guys, I don't know if I'll play on another Ryder Cup team. I will do anything to help the Americans win. And if that means being a vice captain, he didn't care. So I think when it was all said and done, for someone who's played at the level Tiger Woods has played at, we know the passion and emotion he has. And he exhibited that in his efforts for the Ryder Cup Task Force and where he's at to support the team now. So I, I really applaud him and, and everyone that was involved. The Ryder Cup transcends so much. It's about patriotism. It's about good old US of A. It's about emotions, about pride. And it's really, I think, one of the most unique things in sports.
2: Well, you know, I was thinking about Tigers. See, Tiger's always had a coach since he was four years old. He's always had a mentor in his life, and he's now kind of mentoring Jason Day. And I suspect that he will be great uh, in the team room. I think he'll be great with the players because his whole life he's had somebody help guide him. And so I think it will be very interesting for you to observe, him, But I think the fact that he's already engaged and already cares a lot about it, uh, most people think that he doesn't care about the Ryder Cup. I've always thought that was a bunch of bunk. I think all the players care about it. They just haven't putted
1: good is the bottom line. <laughs> you know, Paul, I really, you know, we we've only got about a minute left here, and I just want to thank you for taking your time today to be on with Billy and I talking about the PGA of America. Help us get the word out about what PGA of America is all about. I mean, the PGA Tour, they say they – contribute $2 billion to charity. One day, we got to figure out how much we contribute to charity as a, as an organization, and, and I want to thank you for all of the time that you put in to make the PGA better.
3: Well, Charlie, I appreciate it, and one thing I'll say, the tour is a great partner of ours. We've really grown that relationship, but don't forget, most of those events that are raising money, those tour-related events, they're hosted at a golf course that's run and overseen by a PGA professional, so whether it's them or whether it's us, at the end of the day, it's giving back to a community and the game. And as you know, that's what our pros do every day.
1: That's Paul Levy, the vice president Thank you, of the PGA. Paul. I was with Bill Harmon this morning. John Granada will be back with us next week. And uh, this is Charlie Epps, and thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Have a good week, everybody.